Shalom, my friends. Jim Martin coming to you again with our final installment of the study of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. As the Apostle Paul wrote to the churches in Galatia, who were at that time in the mid-first century battling false teachers already and Judaizers as they were called people who had uh, been born into the Jewish faith or had come into the Jewish tradition and felt like it was fine to embrace Christ as Messiah as long as you obeyed all the Mosaic law and uh, essentially made yourself worthy by your behavior. Uh, I am so thankful to God that that's not the criteria for our acceptance. And we will get into that tonight as we look at the final part of what Paul called the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Uh, if you would, uh, I feel the great need to pray as we begin this part of our study. Holy Father, Lord God Almighty, Creator and Sustainer of the universe, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Lord of all creation, we come before you in humble thanksgiving for the life that you have given us and for the opportunity to be called your children simply because we believe what you have told us. And by your grace, through faith, we are saved from the wrath of God and from the devastation of our own sin. We thank you for that. Now, Father, as we finish up this portion of our study, uh, I do pray for a clarity of speech and of thought and that uh, we would be able to communicate your truth and uh, do it in such a manner that people would be able to pick it up and understand it and apply it to their lives. That's why we're here, Lord. That's why we do this. And we ask all this with great thanksgiving and praise and, and uh, gratitude in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm supplying with this study uh, another link to our study notes. Uh, you'll hopefully get that on the introductory comments on whatever social media or podcast media that you subscribe to. Uh, whether it be on Facebook or podcast or Podbeam or SoundCloud. Uh, I am just now, of course, uh, as I mentioned a week or so or two ago, working my way through all this. I've been able to add music, a musical introduction and a fade out uh, by virtue of uh, the graciousness of our brother in Christ, David Tarburton who is such a gifted musician. He supplied the music that fades in and fades out. Uh, or vice versa, I guess. 
At any rate, uh, get your copy of Scripture in whatever translation uh, speaks to your heart and whatever version uh, is most meaningful to you. And let's read uh, along together and study along together. I am going to read Galatians chapter 5. I'm going to begin in verse 16. Because this whole passage is something of a unit of thought. So let's have a look. Galatians chapter 5 verses 16 through 25. Inclusive here. It actually forms a, a literary chiasm. If you want to dig deep and get into that, you're going to see it very plainly with six, verses 16 and 25 forming, forming the bookends of that chiasm. But that's a rabbit we're not going to be able to chase right now. You just go study that on your own, okay? So I'm reading from the New American Standard translation of the Holy Bible. Uh, read along with me in your translation, in your language, as you choose. Paul writes to the churches in Galatia. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the deeds of the flesh, the works of the flesh, are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, Envyings, drunkenness, carousing, and the things like these, of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice these things, those whose lives are characterized by these behaviors, will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit the outpouring, the manifestation of the Spirit of God within us is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against these things, there is no law. Now, those who belong to Christ... Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. In verse 25, If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk or conduct our lives by the Spirit. May God add His blessing to the reading of His Holy Word. I'm not going to rehearse all that we've talked about the last two weeks, two podcasts. We're going to jump right in to the third triad 
if you will. Uh, some theologians, more than one, uh, C.I. Schofield, uh, the beloved theologian of the early 20th century, uh, saw that, th that uh, this list of the fruit of the Spirit is divided up into three triads, if you will. Uh, the first having to do with our personal conduct and our personal character. The second regarding our behavior and our, and our interaction with others, with other people. And then the third, the ones that we're studying tonight, the faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, these are what Schofield calls theological. These are our manifestations of the Holy Spirit within us as he gains more and more control of our persons. These are manifestations of that Spirit's control toward God himself. So, uh, as we look at the contrast between the works of the flesh and the fruit of the Spirit, we see that uh, the works of the flesh are primarily categorized, if you will, in the first two of this, these, three, uh, these three triads, uh, personal and certainly towards the community, uh, towards others. Uh, and very, very little of this, of the works of the flesh, have to do anything with God. Uh, they're summarized by saying idolatry is sor sorcery. Uh, these are certainly spiritual or theological issues of the, of the flesh. Our flesh in itself is uh, uh, against God himself and against the Spirit. That's why this is called holy war, right? So let's look at these three that uh, constitute the final three manifestations of the Holy Spirit. My apologies. It's interesting in the Greek New Testament, it's just simply the word faith. And I guess that's uh, a really good reason for considering this final triad of qualities, uh, graces, as they're called by some. Uh, it's really a matter of living and behaving, walking in faith. What do you believe that God has said about you and about other people? Does he, has God said that you're better than anyone else? Well, that's nonsense. Has he considered every human being redeemable? Well, of course. For whom did Christ die? Well, yes, he died for you, and yes, he died for me, but he died for whomever will come to him. And my brothers and sisters, my friends, this is something very, very important for us to understand and for us to apply in our interpersonal relationships that by faith, when a person lives by faith, then that affects 
the whole of that person's life, including that person's interactions with others, including that person's view and, uh, I guess, attitude towards oneself. We cannot put ourselves down or elevate ourselves, exalt ourselves unduly when we have a clear view of who God is and who we are beneath Him. So faithfulness, living by faith. My, my goodness, it, this is most certainly a manifestation of the Holy Spirit towards God the Father and God the Son, may I say. Then faithfulness, gentleness, that's this power under control, this uh, patient and gentle disposition towards other people because you have, a, have your eye on God as you're watching them. Now, if you're, you are reading from a King James or maybe uh, older versions or translations of the Bible, this may say meekness. Uh, that's an unfortunate connotation in the modern English language because we associate meek, meekness, M-E-E-K, meekness with weakness, W-E-A-K. And that is most certainly not what this means. Gentleness simply means that our behavior towards others considers how they are viewed in God's sight. Does that make sense to you? Uh, when you see the word meekness out there in the old King, German, King James Version, uh, we are quick to say that that does not mean weakness. It means power under control. And indeed, that's exactly what this gentleness is. It's we are gentle towards other people because we have a view towards God of his view towards them. I hope that makes sense to you. It's just really come to hit me between the eyes because I don't think I'm known as a particularly gentle person. I tend to be a little combative at times. I confess that before God and man that uh, I don't see myself as a particularly gentle person. But So I see that the Holy Spirit needs to do some polishing of old brother Jim Martin in this regard. It, it, it simply uh, one uh, commentator or, or dictionary author simply means it's mildness of disposition. This is what Dr. Thayer of the 18th century said. Mildness of disposition. Gentleness of spirit. Meekness. Yes, he used that. Simply means uh, it's not man's outward behavior only. It's his inward attitude towards others. Do you see other people the way you believe God sees them? If you do, that'll really moderate and, and, um, and uh, modify your 
attitude towards them. And really, our behavior, does it not, comes from our attitude. So if we have a, a dismissive or a, a negative attitude towards somewhere, someone rather, uh, does that not ordinarily result in a negative behavior towards them to one extent or another? I do believe it does. I know I've observed that in my own life, uh, to my shame. And uh, God, the the Holy Spirit has convicted me of that. Oh my goodness, must we come to this? Self-control. Well, self-control used to be one of my major concerns. Because I'd look and I'd say, oh, I have so... Such poor self-control in so many areas. And yet now I look and see it's the last on this list. And it's not even under the category of my personal dealings with God. It's my relationship and my fellowship with Him. That's where it's categorized if you will. And what does that mean? That simply means, not that I've, I'm exerting power over myself. It really and truly means, my brothers and sisters, that I have surrendered control of my body to Him. Indeed, every one of these has to do with surrendering control of my mind, my will, and my emotions, my body, my soul, and my spirit, is surrendering control to the Lord God Almighty. This is power for holiness. And it's manifested as I practice the quality of deference. That may not be a, a, a commonly understood word nowadays, deference. Deference simply means putting aside my own desires in my own will for the sake of someone else. And in this case, that someone else is God Himself. As I allow the Holy Spirit to control me more and more, and to evidence His character and His personality and His will through me, then I must relinquish control of myself, of every aspect of myself, to Him. I hope that makes sense to you, my friend, because we see that uh, Paul himself uh, rather ironically says that if, if we do these things, there, there's no law against these things. And you say, well, that's a curious thing for Paul to say. But you remember that there were people that are trying to make others live under the Mosaic law, which ironically they could not do themselves. So why should they try to impose restrictions and demands on other people that they couldn't meet themselves. And Paul says that you can't make laws 
concerning self-control and gentleness and faithfulness. That makes no sense. The Holy Spirit is a law unto himself, being the third person of the Godhead, as we understand it and try to explain him. Now, all these works of the flesh, these evidences and outbursts of the flesh, uh, so many of these we do have to make laws to try to control. You think we're doing a very good job at controlling these? Well, since so many of them are internally sourced, I think not. But Paul says, look, if you live by the Spirit, if you conduct your life according to the Holy Spirit and under His control and under His power, and empowerment, encouragement, uh, under the grace of the Father through the Spirit, then you don't have to worry about obeying laws. The law of Moses or anything else. You don't have to worry about that because the Holy Spirit Himself is not legislated against. That, that sounds foolish to even say that. But we know that that that's coming, my friends. But we don't have to worry about that. All we have to do, all we have to concern ourselves with, my dear friends, is are we living according to the person of the Lord Jesus Christ as present in us by the person of the Holy Spirit? Are we living our lives according to Him. And if we are, then God is going to be glorified and we're going to prosper in the economy of eternity. And my brothers and sisters, that is very attractive to this old man sitting right here speaking to you right now. I pray that this study and uh, the, the personal study that perhaps it's engendered within you, I pray that this has been useful to you. I pray that you would also uh, feel free to join uh, to share it with your friends. Uh, come back and study it again, and that you'll join me next week. I, I hope to be publishing by Tuesday of next week. Uh, get back on schedule here. We've got the summer ahead of us, and so we need to be back on schedule. Pray with me. Father, I thank you so much for the gift of your Holy Spirit when we placed our faith in you and that you came to reside in us. And now, Lord, I pray that we would be very sensitive to and alert to your Spirit's presence and promptings within us and that we would be responsive to that. Uh, to him and uh, we would please you in everything we do uh, not that we live in order to please you but we love you and uh, certainly the person we love we want to please and so father just give us more grace to live out your spirit's promptings and uh, impetus within us 
I pray that my brothers and sisters all over the world who may be sharing, uh, partaking of this podcast would be blessed and protected and healed and strengthened and emboldened, Lord, to share the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. These things we ask in His holy, precious name. Amen. Amen. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with you all now and forevermore. God bless you. Amen.